What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today in the studio. Happy to be talking to you, um, bringing you a little bit of college football uh, right now, just because, you know, we have a lot of crazy things going on in America, election results coming in, and, uh, you know, we have a wonderful, wonderful slate of games. Uh, A few other things have kind of happened over the last little bit. Um, Some FCS uh, schools releasing their schedules, uh, you know, the the Big Sky in particular. Uh, Really excited to kind of dive into that. I I know that, uh, you know, last year we, we, we were pretty high on the... We were pretty high on the FCS. Uh, we talked a lot about the FCS, and uh, now we're just we're trying to figure out how everything's going to work. I guess um, you know, obviously, my alma mater is now uh, you know Division uh, One, and so obviously I'm going to be watching them. Uh, it's going to be fun because my alma mater has been Division Two, and most people don't know uh, what Division Two is, or, or even teams in Division Two. So it's going to be nice stepping up into the FCS. We'll we'll probably do a little bit of a uh, five or six minutes there. Uh, this last week, insane games. I want to start off, uh, you know, talking about uh, our picks last week. Uh, we're getting better. Had uh, Nevada not turned the ball over or quite frankly just played better that last drive we wouldn't have been uh, in where we were at we were really close to covering almost three and two we, we went two and three again last week kind of learning this betting stuff and, and stuff like that also had some pretty wild games around the country we're going to talk about that uh, probably dive into Michigan because you guys know that I'm a defender of Harbaugh and uh, that room is getting really really thin right now uh, you know trying to defend him and and everything anyway uh, here we go so the biggest thing came out of it, you know, Maryland coming back, beating Minnesota, uh, kind of in tremendous fashion. Uh, congratulations to Tua's little brother. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to say his name, but we'll say a uh, little Tagovailoa uh, was able to to lead the Terps uh, on a win. I, I've made fun of Maryland in the past. Uh, they got a win against a legit opponent. I like Minnesota, so congratulations there. Uh, and then we're gonna. Uh, and then uh, also around the league, uh, Coastal Carolina, I believe now they're up to 15th. Uh, shout out Georgia State. That was a really uh, big time game. Uh, Cincinnati played really well. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, also, Michigan State beating Michigan 27 to 24. Let's see what else. Oh, we got Notre Dame against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech played fairly close to it. Uh, Auburn blows out LSU. And as an Auburn fan, I honestly don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, with my Tigers, I, I don't know wh- what I'm getting week in and week out. Uh, Texas upsets Oklahoma State in overtime in Stillwater, 41-34. to Boise State took care of business, 49-30. to uh, You can listen to my analysis on the Orange and Blue podcast, uh, different kind of podcast. And then uh, Ohio State played well against Penn State. I'm not going to write Penn State off. Uh, played well, but uh, they look like they're the cream of the creme to the creme uh, in the Big Ten. Uh, Florida had a really you know tough uh, battle against Missouri. I like this Missouri team. Uh, I like what Elijah Drinkwitz is is 
building over there. Uh, UVA upsetting North Carolina. I don't know what's going on in the ACC. Uh, and then finally, you know, we're going to wrap up with our games of the week. Now, uh, you guys understand where I, the reason why I said, hey, I want to take uh, Cincinnati. Uh, they hadn't won since 2013. Memphis just looked outmatched, outgunned. Uh, it was a first-year coach, so it was somewhat of a of a stretch. But I'm like, I'm getting seven points. I didn't, uh, I didn't know if Cincinnati would win outright, but I thought it was going to be a lot closer. Cincinnati taking care of business, really making uh, a strong. I mean, a, a very, very strong resume, building a really strong resume to get into New Year's Six or potentially uh, the college football playoff. You got Illinois uh, home against Purdue. I took Purdue minus seven. They ended up winning exactly by seven. Uh, I like this Purdue team, and if I could have, I probably would have bet again this week. Uh, I believe the line was seven points, and I was like, you know what? With Wisconsin and all their COVID stuff, I would take Purdue uh, minus seven. I thought it'd be closer, or if not, outright win. Uh, but that game has been... Uh, postponed or canceled. I don't know how they're going to be doing it. Uh, West Virginia against Kansas State. We actually lost this game. It was kind of every other one here. Um, I thought uh, Kansas State uh, didn't play as well as what I hope. I'm actually a West Virginia fan, so it hurt me uh, to take them, but I said, you know what? Three and a half points. Uh, even if it's a field goal game, I'm going to be taking uh, Kansas State just because it's going to be so close. Next up, we had Texas A&M against Arkansas. Arkansas was favored by 12 points. They ended up only losing by 11. Uh, that line actually moved up to, I think, 14. So either way, we were uh, we were on that one really good. Felt really good about Arkansas, and I really like what Sam Pittman is is doing. Uh, again, I banged on, on, on Sam Pittman. I made fun of the hire. Kind of like Jonathan Smith. I just didn't know, uh, you know if these position coaches can step up into these big-time roles. And Sam Pittman, I mean, he's bounced around the SEC on a handful of teams, and I I mean, he's a great uh, line coach, but I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. Arkansas is a dumpster fire. It's just going to be exactly what it's been the last two or three years. They're pulling it out, and they're pulling it around, and uh, they are making a really good case. Uh, I mean, they were a crappy play away from Auburn from winning. Uh, you know, this team is fighting hard, and they're on track. And I, I think, you know, part of it is the transfer of Felipe Franks, but I think it's Sam Pittman's coaching. I mean, go Sam. Uh, next up, we had UNLV against Nevada, like I said, had... Uh, it was 19 to 37, so it was 18 points. The spread actually crept up to 16. So had UNLV not played absolutely garbage that last uh, drive, then we would have won. I liked that game. I loved uh, both uniforms. Uh, sweet swag coming out of the, uh, what is it, the the Steel City or whatever, Battleborn uh, State, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, but the city of Las Vegas, I you know, I, they're in the Death Star first time, Marcus Royal first time against, I was like, you know what, I'm going to take Nevada to win because I think Nevada will win that side of the conference. But I think it's going to be closer than 14 points. Uh, anyway, so UNLV ended up falling there. So that was our... Uh, five games. I also, on the Orange and Blue podcast, I predicted uh, Boise State uh, to win. We ended up getting that win as well uh, against Air Force. So technically, I, I'll take the three and three. I'm going to throw in my Boise picks. Uh, the first week Boise played, however, we bet them. Uh, so anyway, we're going to be we're going to be breaking it down uh, as we get kind of further into the season. I just want to touch on Michigan really quick. I my dad is a huge Michigan fan. For those of you who know that, uh, you know that I, I talk a lot about Michigan. I actually defended Michigan. Now in program history, I believe it's only one time that that Michigan's got to twelve wins, and Ohio State in the last decade or so uh, has got to ten wins or, or twelve wins. Yeah, it's 12 wins. I apologize. 
like eight times. I mean, we know that Ohio State's being absolutely dominant. And uh, when you're looking across the aisle at your rival, uh, looking across the state, you want to be them. And right now they're just not there. And I don't think it's a coaching error uh, as much as I think it's more recruiting. Uh, you know, Ohio State right now is a cool place to go in the Midwest. So they're pulling the kids out of Michigan. They're pulling them out of Ohio. They're pulling them out of Illinois. Uh, they're pulling them to Ohio State because they have that brand. And uh, you get a big transfer, uh, you know, Justin Fields. Could you imagine if he would have stayed at Georgia? The landscape would be vastly different. And, uh, I mean, I don't know how Ohio State would be playing without him. I mean, he's a very, very talented quarterback. I was critical of him last year. I watched QB1. I went back. I watched the All-22 tape on him uh, where you're able just to break it down. Uh, no commentators. Just kind of see what he does. And I, I, I kind of thought, you know, he's, he's kind of covered uh, by all of these this great NFL talent around him. But no, he's really going to be a star. I really like him. And I think that's that's the biggest thing. Harbaugh has been great against everybody not named Ohio State and Michigan State. And that's fine. It, I mean, if, if you're a Michigan faithful, of course you want to win those games. And Harbaugh's going to have to beat Ohio State. Uh, in the next year or so, I don't see him firing him. Uh, I think they're somewhat turning down the heat a little bit uh, with Harbaugh. You can see that, uh, you know, you can see that time and time again. I mean, his big first thing was, we're going to Europe, we're meeting the Pope. I mean, he came in kind of screaming uh, really loud. I mean, he had he had been to a Super Bowl. Uh, he had you know, had success at Stanford, had success at San, San Diego. And then he was going back home to his alma mater. Uh, and right now, it's just not looking so. I think they're catching up. Uh, as a quarterback, I would... I mean, I really like Joe Milton. I think there are times, though, that the play calling isn't 100% in the favor of uh, Joe Milton this last week. I mean, Josh Gaddis is, is learning. He's a young offensive coordinator. Uh, you got to give him time, especially during a COVID year. But you can't lose to your rival. Uh, this is honestly, in my personal opinion, I think this is why Bronco Mendenhall uh, left to bring him young. Uh, he he kind of saw the writing on the wall. He knew BYU was going to be BYU and win eight, maybe nine games a year if you're lucky. Uh, Utah, however, was becoming a power within the state. He wasn't getting uh, the top people out of the state. Some people were coming in and poaching him, like uh, Panay Sewell uh, out of St. George, Utah, out of Desert Hills High School. He goes up to, to Oregon, but a lot of kids are going to the University of Utah because they're playing in the Pac-12. Uh, me, personally, I would rather say that I played against USC in the Coliseum than playing uh, West or Kentucky at home in Provo. Those things matter to kids. And, and I think that's the same thing that's kind of happening now is uh, Ohio State is being so dominant uh, over the last few years that is making Michigan look irrelevant, uh, just like Utah has done to BYU. And you just might need a mix up. Uh, I, I mean, I did not like the Rich Rod hire. I did not like the Brady Hoke hire. I like the Harbaugh hire. But right now, at some point, uh, you just got to look back and go, is, is this is what we want? Uh, can, who else is out there that can bring us to that next level? I don't know if there is somebody out there. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's going to be really interesting to see. However, if he beats Ohio State, all of this kind of stuff goes away. But against Mel Tucker, uh, his first-year coach, uh, Michigan State having some seriously uh, weird season, a lot of people talking, a lot of internal grumbling, a lot of internal investigations and stuff like that. Uh, I was really surprised that they would go uh, this way. 
and uh, I, it didn't even look close. Uh, the, the the corner was getting beat all over. They really weren't getting back to, to what was his name, Rocky Lombardi. And uh, I, I was like, man, I, I, especially after how poor Michigan State played the week before, I was really disappointed. Uh, however, I mean, they had everything. They had everything to win and nothing to lose. And then vice versa, Michigan had everything to lose and nothing really to win outside of a win against your rival. Uh, had it been the big house really rocking, I think, you know, there were some things. However, I did. I didn't love the refereeing uh i'm kind of tired of people uh and 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 me so me too as well uh you know referees are going to make good calls they're going to make bad calls i thought that they favored the spartans with the pass interference and then when the game got late uh, they weren't making those calls, and and I understand as a referee, you, you know, you're not gonna, you don't want to make the call to decide the game. We saw that in the Tampa Bay Giants game, uh, even though I don't think that was a, a pass interference. You don't want to, I mean, don't put it in the refs' hands. They're gonna call what they're gonna call. They're gonna call what they're going to, what they see and stuff like that. But thought it was a little ticky tack at first. However, Michigan got some calls, uh, but. You know, if Michigan fans, uh, you know, I read the forums, I read the blogs, I read Twitter, I read Facebook, I follow you, I listen to you. Uh, I just had to touch on that. Uh, and coming from a Michigan family, I mean, we grew up, we call Ohio State, Ohio. It, it, there's no love across the aisle. Uh, my dad is a huge Big Blue fan, and but I got to see it how I call it, and that's how it is. Uh, it's kind of turning into the same thing for you Utah fans and BYU fans. It's kind of turning into that dynamic here. And uh, I mean, look at what Bronco did. He left. UVA had a really good season last year. Uh, hopefully, he's going to have another really good season. I wish him all the best. But uh, I think you can kind of see the writing on the wall going into it. It's going to be a, need a big culture change. And uh, I don't know if it's getting done right now at the University of Michigan. Uh, finally, I also wanted to touch uh, on the Clemson-Boston College game. Boston College is no slouch. Uh, Jeff Haley is uh, seems to be a legit hire. I rated him uh as a pretty even coach, I had followed him. I believe he was at Ohio State before this as like a coordinator. Uh, and I really liked him. A lot of the coordinators that come out of Ohio State, they're legit. Uh, they know what they're doing. You can see it. And uh, uh, Tom Herman, I believe PJ Fleck is from there, from you know Trestle and uh, Urban or, or however it is, Jeff Haley as well. Uh, Urban Meyer talked about him uh, at some point in the offseason. Boston College was no slouch of a team. Now, they did get blown out the week before. Uh, we actually bet them uh, a few weeks ago uh, against Virginia Tech. They got blown out 40-14. to 14. That was kind of an ugly loss for them. Uh, however, they're building, and I think they're headed in the right direction. And Clemson, you, when your star goes out, it's always hard. It's always, And I'm not going to fault you for having you know that being so difficult for you. Uh, Anyway, so that's just kind of what we wanted to touch on from last week. We've got a lot of really interesting games going forward. Uh, again, we're going to take a break. We're going to put a, a little push pin in it. Uh, you know, thank you week number uh, nine for happening. We're going to be moving on to week 10. Uh, talk a little bit about the FCS, uh, where we see things going uh, in that direction. Uh, only 16 teams going into the playoff this ne this next year, whereas the last few years, it's actually been 24 uh, teams, so we're cutting it down by eight. Uh, what does that mean? What does it mean for the Pac-12, or for the Big Sky? What does it mean for the Missouri Valley, the Ohio Valley that have, you know, two or three teams that are going to be competitive? Uh, are we going to be able to pull some of these uh, people from 
um, you know, fall into the into the playoffs. How is that going to work? Uh, it's going to be kind of crazy. The FCS is going to be really fun to talk about this next year, and it gives me uh, a little bit more time to kind of expand, uh, you know, this podcast and stuff like that. Normally, it's like I'm doing you know two podcasts a week. Now it's like one podcast a week, but we're going to get it throughout the off season. Uh, we took a little bit of time off, uh, obviously in the summer. We didn't really know what was going on during for COVID. We had a few coaches on, so excited to see it. Uh, but anyway, Big Sky releasing their schedule uh, today. Today is Wednesday, November 4th, the day after the election. Uh, thank you for listening with us today. Stay tuned after the break. We're going to bring you back and we're going to be discussing uh, some pretty sweet and awesome things that are going to be happening in week 10. I like my picks. I like my picks. I'm telling you. Let's keep the ball rolling. And we are back after the break. Happy to be here with you guys talking about this upcoming week, week number 10 in college football. Uh, as we were kind of discussing before, we said that we'd talk a little bit about uh, the FCS schedules. Dixie State uh, will be releasing their schedule uh, very soon as well. Uh, you know them being my alma mater and everything. Uh, today, the Big Sky was released. Uh, Weaver State got a very favorable schedule playing Idaho State, Montana State, NAU, SUU, uh, Northern Colorado, and uh, UC Davis. Uh, pretty favorable schedule. Montana got a pretty tough schedule uh, having to face EWU, Cal Poly, Montana State. Uh, Idaho and Portland State there uh, in, in eastern Washington as well uh, having a pretty uh, tough go at it playing you know uh, Montana Montana State Cal Poly keeping everything inside the big uh, the big sky only six games uh, I was kind of disappointed that we weren't able to see uh, you know a Dixie uh, Weaver State or a Dixie SUU uh, I don't understand how you can you can send over somebody or send somebody all the way over to Colorado but uh, you can't go 45 minutes down or up the road uh, on I-15 uh, if you're SUU to, to Dixie or four hours from or four or five hours from Ogden to Dixie State to, to St. George but I uh, you know uh, we, we talked about this and the pandemic was going to change a lot of things. Uh, it does not mean that there's not still going to be hype around those games. So the OVC has released their schedule. The MVC has released their schedule. Now the Big Sky. Uh, we're still waiting. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the Patriot will. Uh, I don't think the Pioneer is playing. I mean, we, we still can get some, some things trickling in here. Uh, obviously, we're going to be focusing a lot on Dixie State and Tarleton State just because they are. Uh, this is their first year in the F. CS and uh, what a year to, to, to join the FCS uh, now moving on to week number 10 I think week number 10 is going to be very very special number one uh, we're going to have the Mac is back and the Pack is back. Uh, you know, Mac will be starting on Wednesday nights, I believe, uh, for the rest of the year, uh, which is going to be a little difficult talking about them because they're going to have been playing games. Uh, we usually record on Wednesdays, release it Thursday, or record you know, Wednesday and Thursday, release it Friday, depending on, on, on everything. Uh, but we're kind of watching and waiting and seeing. Uh, what's going to happen here? Uh, it's going to be hard to to talk a lot about the Mac, but you know what? We'll throw it in from the from the week previous, and then uh, you know what? We really like Central Michigan, and I I personally really like Miami of Ohio this next year uh, in the Mac, and then we also have the Pac-12. Uh, you know, I uh, there were a lot of Cal players that tested positive uh, for COVID, so we're going to be keeping an eye on you know Cal versus Washington uh, and and those kinds of and those kinds of things. Uh, excited to see 
where the University of Utah is, Arizona State, USC, the South, has been kind of up for grabs quite a bit. Stanford and Oregon and Washington kind of dominating the North side of things. Uh, we'll see what what Oregon can do if the Pac-12 can uh, not do what the Pac-12 usually does and beat each other up. Uh, honestly, we could have the Pac-12 finally getting into the college football playoff. They've only been represented, uh, I believe, one time, and that was uh, the University of Washington. So uh, hoping that we can... You know, uh, out west, we can have a representative uh, in the college football playoff. But again, uh, we're going to see a lot of Jimmy Lake's debut, Nick Rolovich out in Pullman's debut, uh, some really interesting games as well uh, in the Pac-12. Anyway, so we're going to jump into our predictions again. Last last year, we just selected uh, our favorite game out of each conference. We're not doing that. We're going to be choosing five games across all of college football in, in which we like and what we want to, to see happen. Uh, so we're going to we're going to kick it off with uh, first off, we're going to have Florida versus Georgia. Uh, I'm going to outright number one pick the Gators and, uh, and and I get three points. So if it's within one point, oh, well, uh, you know, but right now the, the betting line is minus three. I really like Florida. I think this is Florida's year to kind of dominate in the in the SEC. They're playing really good football. They had one slip up against Texas A&M. Uh, you know, if they can beat Georgia just as easily as Alabama beat Georgia, I think that, you know, we're going to have a playoff game. Uh, well, I guess it would be the SEC championship game, and we could potentially see two SEC teams in the playoff. Uh, you know, Alabama and, and Florida barring injuries and everything, and COVID, but I like Florida to beat the, the dogs. It's a neutral site game, I believe. Uh, still down there in Jacksonville. I'm going to be taking the Gators. Next up, we have Iowa versus Michigan State. Iowa at home. Iowa is 0-2. Uh, not looking too hot for the Hawkeyes. So I'm actually going to be taking the Spartans. Um, it's right now at 6.5, so uh, in order for me to lose, Iowa has to lo- or win by more than 7. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think Sparty got a really big lift against Michigan. They played really well. Uh, but And Iowa has hasn't played as well. But Iowa doesn't blow people out. So I think that uh, Michigan State is going to be able to get the win there. Uh, I'm excited to see where they end up, uh, you know, and uh, see what, what Mel Tucker can do. I was a big Mel Tucker fan out in Colorado. He then left. Wasn't real happy that he left. Uh, he obviously is doing something right at Michigan State. Hopefully he can continue to win. Uh, obviously, you know, against records he lost, which, which you know, but I saw what he did against Michigan State. Hopefully he can prepare that same way for Iowa. I'm going to take Michigan State in the point six and a half. The next game, and I had I, I went back and forth between these two games, and, I'll, and maybe it will just be a bonus pick at the end, but we have USC versus Arizona. Arizona State. Uh, Arizona State has an incredibly talented quarterback, Jaden Daniels, probably one of the most talented quarterbacks out of the Pac-12 this upcoming year. Uh, I'm really excited to see what he can do, but uh, they're going to be, you know, early slate uh, against USC uh, in the Coliseum, and I don't think that USC is going to beat him by 11 points. I think it's going to be a lot closer, or Arizona's going to Arizona State's going to win outright. Uh, Herm Edwards has done a tremendous job down there uh, in Tempe, and I just don't think I think USC still has some a lot of issues and just because they're ranked 20th and Arizona State is unranked doesn't mean that Arizona State is not good we're going to get a really good indicator after this game uh, where each program stands but right out out of the gate I really like Arizona State I like Jaden Daniels uh, and then I get 11 uh, 10 and a half points so USC has to win 11 uh, to lose next one uh, again this is kind of our bonus pick of the week uh, Utah versus Arizona Arizona's from uh, University of Arizona U of A is from Tucson uh, it's actually going to be snowing in Salt Lake it's going to be about 20 uh, 
to 30 degrees. It's supposed to be really nasty weather uh, on Saturday in Salt Lake. It's up against the mountain. Uh, when the storms roll in off the lake, it makes things super, super nasty. Now, the line is 14, so that can go one of two ways. You can say, well, it's going to be really nasty weather, and it's going to be really close, or that Arizona is going to be out mad because, number one, I think Utah is more talented than they are, uh, and number two, you know, Arizona's not going to play well if it's, if it's snowy. I mean, in Tucson right now, it's still 80, 85 degrees, uh, maybe a little bit less right now, but it's still super warm. Salt Lake's going to be a bitter 30 degrees. Uh, hopefully we see, I mean, I don't think it's going to be super high scoring. I, I do see Utah winning by 14, uh, but I stayed away from this game. My official five is kind of my bonus pick, but Utah by 14. The next two we're going to say in the, the CUSA conference, we have UTSA at Rice. Uh, Rice is, I mean, they should have beat Middle Tennessee State, but I'm sure all of you guys saw the uh, the the poor, you know, it hit like four or five times off the goalpost. Uh, they ended up losing that game. UTSA actually beat Middle Tennessee State. Uh, I mean, it was close, but UTSA played really well. UTSA played really well against BYU. So I'm actually going to be taking uh, the Roadrunners to win, uh, and I get four and a half points. I think the Owls are good. I think Rice is a good football team. I think they're headed in the right uh, direction down there in Houston, but I don't think they're going to outright beat the Roadrunners. I really like what they're building. And then finally, the other game, we were going to go Sunbelt, but we decided to stay in this USA just because uh, of uh, the rivalry, I guess, purposes. But uh, FAU versus Western Kentucky. Kentucky FAU's favored by six and a half points. I think that they're going to win more uh, points than that. Uh, so seven points. Uh, they're going to have to win by seven or more points, and I'd be able to win that game. Uh, it's Willie Taggart. Uh, it's his first time against his old school. I loved Willie Taggart when he was at... Uh, Western Kentucky, I thought that he was a really good coach. That's why he got promoted uh, all the way up to, you know, Oregon and then eventually, well, it was UCF or USF and then Oregon and then Florida State and now he's back at FAU. Uh, FAU still has a lot of talent. Willie Taggart's a great offensive coach. I still like Western Kentucky. I just think that there's a lot of things with Coach Hilton that are, are, are starting to turn, starting to twist. Uh, it's been a little difficult with COVID. They didn't play well against BYU. Uh, I think it's going to be hard for them to go down to Boca Raton and get the win uh, coming from Western Kentucky. So I'm going to be taking FAU minus six and a half. So those were our five uh, games of the week. Again, we're taking Florida, Michigan State, Arizona State, UTSA, FAU. And as a bonus pick, we're going to be taking Utah, but it's not a, a part of our official pick. It's just kind of my two cents as you know, being here in Utah, being on the ground, uh, you know, looking at my team and, and then deciding where I really see this team uh, going. Anyway, so this has been our... Uh, the, well, our next episode of, of Get the Ball Rolling. Again, as I always close out these shows, uh, you can always listen to more if, if you like this kind of stuff. Uh, you can always listen to more, uh, again, on any any platform. Also, I'm doing another podcast called the Orange and Blue Podcast, talking strictly Boise State football. It's been a lot of fun. I have a co-host, my best friend, Jeff Tuckett. Uh, really fun out there. And uh, so if you're a Boise State fan or you want to hear about you know how good that program ha- has, has been over the past decade, well, really really since its inception uh you can listen to us uh we we record sunday it's every pretty pretty much every monday during the the during the the year so be sure to tune in i mean a big game against byu we stayed away from the betting line i have a prediction on there if you want to go back uh the episode is no hank no problem uh taking by or taking boise state to win uh, uh but i want to let you guys uh, tune into that you can follow it same thing anywhere you can get your podcast apple google or spotify thank you guys so much for all of the love and support i hope you guys have a wonderful day until next time stay safe and let's keep the ball rolling